Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, welcome to episode 65. We had a really good one. I have a little surprise for you, a food related surprise for you in this podcast that turned freaking crazy. <laughs>、uh, and then I went off into a lot deeper than I thought into some insights in customer service in Japan and how you can cut, you can cut. So, gave you some tips on how you can navigate culture here.、Um, You know, a couple of nuggets that I was kind of surprised I was able to pull out of my you know,、uh, brain, which was cool. And finally, we wrapped up with、um, name, a trend in Japanese names that has come up in the past few years.、Um, you know, pretty you know, healthy podcast. We got some girth up in there, and I think you're going to like it. So, enjoy. You thought I forgot about you, didn't you? Didn't you? I didn't forget about you guys. Welcome to episode. Uh oh, I left the fridge open. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like I was saying, I left the fridge open. So,、uh, because I got something special, you can hear it.、Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But、um, welcome to episode number 65 of Japan According to Akil. Sorry, it's coming out a little late、uh, in the week. You know, normally I try and get it out earlier on than this, but, you know, life happens. But I'm still. I'm still committed to getting everything out. The good news is because one of the reasons why is because I finally finished my project. Well, I finished my side of it, my、um, production side of it. So I had to, I just got to wait for some stuff from my bank, get my online stuff set, set up. I got to wait like about until the beginning of next month for that. Then we can kind of finally start the soft launch, get everything rolling.、Um, I'm, I'm doing a whole nother set of content related to what、uh, my main project, my paid project I'm putting out. I'm doing a freemium type deal. So、um, just brainstorming some stuff to put out, start putting on YouTube. Again, sorry, not for you guys, but for Japanese people. Down the road, I was thinking、um, one idea I'm throwing around if I can you know, get this cash <laughs> and get more free time,、uh, I'd like to start cutting up old.、Uh, Old clips from some of the older shows, and you know, putting them out on YouTube with some 2D animation like I'm doing now. Very simple stuff, but I think it would be kind of cool to see, you know, kind of similar to the idea from the Joe Button podcast. If you、um, guys watch that, they did some basic 2D animation related to that. So that was pretty cool. I want to hurry up and get into everything I'm doing because you might be wondering what's this noise, right? And what this is, is let me read this it's、uh, Sawaya Kasugi. So,、um, I was reading, looking for articles for the podcast like about a week ago, and I found something online about this. I love chocolate mint ice cream, you know, on occasion. Like, I don't eat it every day, but I don't eat ice cream every day. But, you know, every now and then I'll go for a chocolate mint. And apparently, there's this, there's released, there's in Japan, sawa,、uh, Sawaya Kasugi, which is like, Too soothing or too relaxing. Sawayaka is like relaxing, like a gentle breeze, if you will, kind of feeling.、Um, and sugi or sugiru is like too much. So it's like too gentle, too breezy, too easy breezy, if you will. 
and Yalisugi Chokomint. So it's like apparently, according to the article I read, it's like supposed to be like a hundred times more chocolate mint than regular chocolate mint ice cream. So uh, I'll do. I want to do a little food test on here. I just that's why the fridge was open because I kept it in the freezer. Uh, for like a couple of days until I recorded everything, and so I was like, "All right, let me, let me." I I have not eaten this. We're gonna do some real shit right now because I have not eaten this at all. I have no idea what the fuck it's gonna be like. So uh, let me open this up on the podcast and try it for the first time. Oh, by the way, um, you're gonna hear me sneezing. Uh, you're gonna see, hear me sniffling a lot. I'm not sure if it's hay fever. Whoa, damn, my nose is stuffed up, but. I can smell the mint from this as soon as I open the fucking thing. My dog might come running out here in a second being like, yo, what the fuck is that? You can definitely smell the mint flavor of this thing like a mile away. Um, but yeah, I've um, been going, maybe hay fever is starting to get me. I don't know. I went out to the park with uh, my son all day. Well, not all day. That's a long story. I won't even tell it. But basically, I was outside in the park in nature and stuff like that a lot. Um yesterday and then like this morning or last night i was fine you know it's fine everyone was like oh hey fever's so bad this these past few days but i was fine but from like last night my my nose is just out of control and i'm sneezing occasionally so i don't know but anyway let's get into this chocolate mint i'll be fine i won't you know i'll live but so too bad there's no camera on me but We'll find out. Here we go. So, Sawaya Kasugi chocolate mint ice cream. I'm gonna, I took a picture of it before I, I'm eating it. So, I'm going to post this on Instagram. So, if you do live in Japan, you can see what it looks like. It is available in convenience stores for the next couple of months. Let me try and munch into this before it's starting to melt already. Okay. So, here we go. I'm a little bit scared of this thing because it's like, I don't know, it's supposed to be kind of dangerous. Huh? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see what they were talking about. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> All right, let me try to take another. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, like this is, what the fuck, like this is some crazy, I don't know if I can, I like chocolate mint, I don't know, like they were right, like um, in Japan times, like they were talking about this thing and they were like, yo, it's just like powerful mint, they just dumped a bunch of, what the fuck is in this thing, they just dumped a bunch of, like someone spilt the fucking mint extract into the vat of this thing like uh -uh. oh it's like painful oh <laughs> it's like so minty it's bitter it's, uh, oh my god like i like chocolate mint this is not delicious this is not delicious at all like mm, mm, mm. It's just like overdose of mint with some chocolate sprinkled on top of it. It's just like, like imagine like if you eaten 
like any mint flavored gum or, or you got like the most powerful breath mints you've ever had um you just pop like 20 of those in your mouth at the same time you know that's kind of what it's like you know it's not even like my taste buds are starting to get used to it it's not even like ooh super refreshing it's just like mint and not even like Levels of mint. Oh, eh. What the fuck, man? Who approved this shit? Like, eh. It's not even like, like if it was like levels of mint flavor, I'll be like, all right, cool. But it's just like, just punching you in the face with fucking mint. The fuck. Hmm. Yeah, it's like eating the air freshener. That's what I'm doing. I'm eating a fucking air freshener with chocolate chips in the motherfucker. That's exactly what this is like. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm eating a fucking air freshener on a podcast in my living room. Like, while my dog's asleep. I'm about to... I'm trying to give this thing a chance. What about my breath? I wish someone... I wish I could... I can't even smell anything. I feel... Yeah, it is so high, Like... After eating it, if I take, like, I feel like if I talk to someone, they'll be like, wow, Akil, your breath is minty fresh. Like, you know, I feel like I get that reaction because just the amount of, like, freshness going on <laughs> in my mouth right now, like, my mouth feels, like, so minty fresh is ridiculous. Like, everyone's asleep. I just want to, like, wake my wife up and be like, yo, smell my breath right now. Tell me what you think. <sighs> <laughs> she probably kicked my ass <laughs> mm. But yeah i say that's The after effect of this It definitely substitutes As a breath mint Like I'm, I'm trying to smell my breath Hold on a second I can't smell anything My fucking nothing sinuses are all Fucking clogged up But I'm, I'm kind of want to finish this just for the breath freshness alone. Mm. But anyway, I'm doing this because I thought it was interesting. But also, one thing you'll find, I'm sure if you if you, you know you're interested in Japan, oh my, oh my gosh, this mint is just like overpowering. It's ridiculous. Um, Japan. Especially in the drink, in the like soft drink category, there's a lot of these kind of like wacky fucking uh, products put out every year, every couple of months, like with some weird shit. Like I've seen melon Pepsi and we got like cherry blossom sodas and all this weird shit. I've had some students who are in those industries and basically, you know, Japanese, all this stuff is you know, goes for like a limited run, and the whole purpose of it, they're just throwing weird shit out there to, in the hopes that it'll, you know, people get like like me, people will get interested in this, like, hey, what the fuck is that? Buy it. They're not gonna like get loyal fans from it, but people, a lot of people are gonna buy it and try it at least once, you know, just because. Uh, and if you get enough people doing that. 
you get a little sales spike, right? So um, that's why you see all these fucking like weird ass products coming out of Japan. It's not because Japanese people are clamoring for yet melon soda or super powerful mint fucking, you know, fucking popsicles. Like, or <laughs> it's just that um, the staff of, of these companies are just throwing whatever, like, hey, let's just make like a super strong fucking mint thing and see what the fuck happens and just throw it out there. Just because somebody's gonna fucking try it, basically, at least once, even if it fucking sucks. Like, mm, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm almost through it though, but like, if, like, eating it is not like bad, but like, uh, I should say, sorry, I just didn't take a picture of like the, what it looks like. Outside the wrapper Before I start eating it I just forgot to do that But like It just looks like A fucking chocolate mint Fucking ice cream On a stick thing I forgot what they're called But I don't It's not like Eating this thing Is not so bad But It's just the first Whenever I like Take a bite Or something like that That first blast Of like The super powerful Mint flavor That just numbs All of my taste buds and just turns everything bitter in my mouth. Then after that, it's just like super cool blast of Arctic artificial flavors and fucking, I don't know. Then eventually, like, after getting punched in the fucking face, my taste buds are kind of like, oh, okay. Can recognize what the hell is going on and realize that, you know, the chocolate comes in and even things out. And it's like, oh, this is chocolate mint. Okay, you know what this is. Mm, but, mm. The whole episode is not me eating this fucking thing, but, hmm. But, I'm just doing this as I talk about it to let you know that if you're coming to visit Japan, you know, just be on the lookout for weird, wacky kind of products like this. Um, ice cream is not really the main category. You'll get weird and wacky shit. I'd say it mainly comes from, yeah, two things. Snacks, like potato chips and shit like that. And drinks are the main thing. Beer, alcohol recently, too. Because, mm, um... Young Japanese people aren't really drinking as much. So, they're, um... They're... You know, drinking companies who just traditionally just push beer on like salarymen or you know, business everyday businessmen. I have to come up with new and creative ways to get people to drink. Oh, it's just making my head hurt now. Fuck, what the fuck. I'm getting a headache. I'm getting like loopy from this shit. <laughs> it's like making me high. <laughs> um, no, I can't believe I'm almost finished with this. Like, after eating the first, like, bite of this fucking thing, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm finishing this. Like, I'm kind of proud of myself for doing this. Like, fuck, I'm either, like, brave or stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I'm committed to this podcast. You know? Mm, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Okay. I'm done. Ugh. Never doing that again. Oh my gosh.
Mm. Uh, I feel uh, my mouth feels disgusting, but clean at the same time. <laughs> you know. Hmm. Yeah, my mouth feels like it's been abused in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, eh, I'm clean, but I feel so dirty. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. Okay, what I'm gonna, I can't, I can't do the rest of the podcast. Like let me, let me, hold on, let me take a, fuck, my mouth, let me take a break. Probably either like brush my teeth, drink something, and I'll come right back. All right, give me a second. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking loopy and shit. Hold on, give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Uh, we are joined by my dog, who was just come out of his little dog house to see what the fuck I'm doing. So basically, I just um, washed my mouth out a couple of times and ate a bunch of grapes, which I guess you know have they have their own kind of bitter flavor. And if you listen to me eat that, um, it had kind of a bitter, minty aftertaste because it was just so overbearing, and that kind of canceled out that flavor. So. I think my taste buds feel kind of back to normal. I still have the remnants of that shit in my mouth, but like I can kind of function. (laughs) Okay, my dog's passed out on the carpet again. Uh, (laughs) All right, so no, you can go. You can go and relax, dog. It's all good. Uh, So he's like, so anyway. um, Yeah, gonna be a short podcast. That's one of the things I wanted to do tonight. And one more thing. Let's talk about names. Okay, so I have an article about uh, Kila Kila names. And the topic is, uh, the title is, The Japanese Trend of Kila Kila Names, right? Uh, So, oh, wait, but before I get to that, uh, I would say, like, so now we're approaching the end of March, and it's cherry blossom season here. The weather's finally shifted. Today, I'm recording this, which is actually on the first day of spring. Um, So we're officially out of winter. Yay. Um, As you've heard me talk about uh, while I was eating that crazy shit, uh, people are suffering like hell from hay fever right now and if you listen to the previous episode you have an idea about why you know things are like that here um you might be even be able to hear it in my voice I, of course i had to also blow my nose i've just been like oozing snot from my nose all day it's kind of disgusting we're quite disgusting <laughs> but uh, what else is going on in tokyo um, besides that, not too much. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, this time of the year, if I, I haven't really talked about it before, I probably have, but I'll just bring it back up again. Um, basically, the end of the school year in Japan is different than it is in, in most Western countries. So, here the school year ends uh, for university students, like about February or something like that. But all students, um, in you know, up to high school in March, right? March is like the end of the school year. And April, the first day of April, the start of April, is uh, the first day of the new school year. So actually, they have kind of a sh- comparative, like, for example, America, where we have summer along and summer vacation. Japanese kids, uh, not so much. They got a few weeks, and then they get a few more weeks in summertime, but it's not like a three-month, like, marathon like it is, like it was for me in America growing up. So... 
uh, now this past week has been uh, well, I think a week before was uh, what's gonna call it graduation ceremony time for for kids, and uh, I heard from a, a couple of students that like you know orientation and the entrance ceremony and stuff like that for their kids are starting now and then they'll start the first day of school uh in about a week or so so that's really what's going on so oh yeah by the way something over the past weekend one one of the reasons why i didn't wasn't really able to record record the podcast was because i went to tokyo disney yay with my family yay yay first time my son's first trip to tokyo disney my our family's first trip on the weekend Yay. <laughs> um, I'm not, you can probably tell from if you had to guess if I'm like a super, super into Disney type of person based on my, how, this podcast, you can probably guess I'm not so much, you know. Uh, my wife says I'm too cold hearted. <laughs> but I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like all the manufactured happy. I don't like, also, I don't like being manipulated, you know, so. I get what Disney does. They're really good at it. You know, uh, going there, I, I just kind of like look at all the happiness objectively. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, because I know the whole park is cre- is manufactured to make people happy. So, or give the illusion of happiness. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the cynical me. You know, if you love Disney, I'm not, I'm honestly not knocking it. Like, it's a good place. It's, you know, everyone's smiling and waving you know, from at you from trains and shit like that and trying to grab confetti and singing songs and stuff like that. But I just don't like paying ten dollars for a fucking balloon for my son. Like <laughs> you know <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know. I I get it. Like they're making they're making money. Like me going there, I'm just like, damn, this there's printing money in this motherfucker. That's all I can think. Like, fuck, man, I wish I could have got this stock. You no, know, I went home and checked the stock price of the company. Like, fuck, I wish I would have bought some of this shit in two thousand nine. Like you know, <laughs> that's all I can think about. Sorry. Like, you know. But <laughs> but um, you know, everyone have fun. My son, he, he's kind of like he's, he's a little bit too young. He's kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. He 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 was just kind of taking it all in. It was kind of like sensory overload for him a little bit. Um, but uh, so he was just like, oh, there's Mickey. There's this guy. Okay, we're on the train. Whoa, he he really likes trains and stuff. So being on like the little steam train and stuff like that was cool. Uh, one thing about Disney though, like again, avoid fucking. The weekend, if you can, like, the lines are ridiculous, especially in spring. It's just crazy. I heard it's like that every weekend, but, like, oh, my gosh. Like, we were definitely waiting. You know, we we, we got, we were there, like, from, because one of my students is, like, an expert at Tokyo Disney. I've had a few students who go there, like, literally every weekend. They get the press, and they go every weekend, and, you know. Um, so he gave me all the inside info on how to do things and what rides to, uh, you know and stuff like that and um the the peak time you know which is apparently lunchtime on the weekend is when it's just like super fucking busy so we went after lunchtime uh and you know i drove there i drove there i was like please let's drive there (laughs) just give me that much Sanity, you know, <laughs> and like it's funny for me because like again, I'm sorry, I'm just like a cynical person, but like 
I'm just like the type of person that the people watch and observe everything. So like even the parking attendants perfectly waving you into the spots like, you know, I'm like, I know you guys practice that so much, you know, like (laughs) I was telling my wife, like, because we drive into the parking lot or whatever. And like, you know, we got paid for parking and shit like that. Of course, they get their chunk of that. Um, And parking is like 30 bucks, like three, three thousand yen. And uh, my son and my wife are sleeping in the back of the car. Now, this is Japan. This is, I think, I can talk about this. This is a microcosm of Japan, right? Uh, so my wife and my son are sleeping in the car. The, you know, I roll down the window, and they're sleeping clearly. Like, I'm sure the dude can see in the back. Like, they're knocked the fuck out. And he's like, hey, welcome to Disney. He's like all loud, super ganky, super cheerful. I'm just like... Dude, don't fucking wake up my son. Like, you, you know, my wife pops up like, huh, huh, what, what's going on? And, you know, he's like, hey, here you go. Enjoy your stay. Like, so loud. So just, you know, energetic and genki. But I'm just like, that was just completely the wrong. Thank goodness my son didn't wake up and he could sleep for a few more minutes. But that was like the completely wrong thing to do in that situation. And me and my wife, we talked about it for a little bit. And I was like, man, maybe it's because it's Disney. Maybe it's because it's Japan. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But, you know, probably he was like, you know, militantly told like, yo, every time you got to fucking 100 percent, give it your all and give people the good. You're the first line of the, you know, first line of offense, like uh, when people come into the park. So you got to hit them hard or some shit like that. And like, I was just like, dude, can you just like see people sleeping in the back and tone it down like a couple of notches for me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but if I would have said, but, you know. It was like a little bit too fast, and I just tried to give him a little eye, like, uh, and but he didn't pick it up at all. He's just like, you know, so shit like that is kind of what makes me a little bit cynical about it. But, but so just what I mean by that is, you know, you can't really, you can't really expect people to kind of tailor their service to you as much in Japan. You know, for, for the most part, like you'll get kind of by the book what I mean is you'll get by the book service here a lot more than you will in the west like um I was telling my wife like when we went back to America like you know people were hooking me up with stuff like you know we go to a rental car place and dudes like oh yeah like I see you got your family whatever hey man you know that's a little bit tight for you why don't you take this it's cool you know and I get you know give them give them a you know a couple dollars like yo thanks appreciate you and it's cool and she's like wow this is so cool I'm like yeah this is like this is omotenashi or this is like uh kind of like uh great service in the west like the style of great service is kind of more catering to the individual needs of the customer you know from their observing what they want and they need but in Japan, it's more about we're giving you of ourselves, right? Uh, everything we got. I'm giving you everything I got. But a lot of times, like, giving someone everything you got isn't what they need. And there's kind of a gap sometimes in Japan, especially with foreign people. I would say, um, not, now that I'm talking about it and thinking about thinking through it and trying to analyze it a little bit, just off the top of my head, I would guess it's because, because you know, Japan is such a, uh, 
let's say homogeneous or homogeneous environment i forgot which one it is but you know it's like 90 something 90 over 95 percent japanese 98 99 percent japanese people what people expect is generally going to be the same so that awareness of and catering to individual needs isn't really necessary hasn't been necessary here you know and in some cases it's probably been uh, discouraged here just because you want to give everyone the same level of service because everyone is the same to some degree but you know with things changing now I, and with my content as well is something that I really want to push and express to Japanese people that yo if you're going to cater to foreign people you have to give like globalized omotenashi if you will or you have to you know give um, that specialized that you know service uh, from the heart but from the heart, focusing on what the other person needs and what the other person wants, not your image. And um, as a foreign person here, that's one of the challenges I have to deal with. And I'm sure a lot of foreign people have to deal with where, Jap where, you know, what you need is different from the expectations of what Japanese people are, uh, uh, want to give. And who's going to compromise in that situation? That's, I'd say, one of the, this went way deeper than I thought it would be. But I think it's really important to understand, like, that's one of the things you'll have to um, uh, learn to deal with in Japanese culture. Because a lot of times you're going to be the one compromising in a lot of situations just because, you know, you're kind of in the minority here. And a lot of times you can't get people to understand and you can't. You know, the effort you'll get to try to explain things to people, unless it's someone like you're close to, like talking with my wife and things like that, I can kind of break stuff down to her and she'll be like, oh, okay. But like small stuff, I just got to let it go, you know, just, um, just because not, not anything knocking her, but if I can let it go, I just have to be like, okay, this is Japan. Like, just, you know, let it go under the, let it just go. Uh, is water under the bridge kind of thing and and because that just makes life a lot smoother otherwise like every small thing that's what makes a lot of people bitter and after a few years in japan that's what happens to a lot of people you start noticing all those small little things and why you gotta do this and why can't you do that why and, you know and you're just nitpicking every small little thing and then you start getting discouraged frustrated and bitter about your life here but or you can think about like yo that's just the japanese way hey if it's not so for me, I'm more of like an easygoing type of person like that. Like if it's not something that's really going to interfere with my lifestyle and my life, I'll just let it go. And like, fine, you got it. It's all you Fine, You, you, you know, you tell me this is the correct way. I got to like put my chopsticks down. Like, because you know, that's just manners. Like fine. Cool. Like no problem. Like, you know, I'll just do it that way. Um, or some shit like that, you know? So, um, that's probably my best advice for you because uh, if you do make a stink about something like you'll just be like the difficult foreign person so just avoid being that as much as possible and you'll be able to survive here quite a lot easier and you know uh, another tip inside tip don't tell anybody but <laughs> but um a lot of times that can be flipped as an advantage for you as well because if you if you if you're here for a while and you kind of understand the way things work and you kind of understand like people are supposed oh, you know, oh i can talk about a new experience i'm totally going off the rails what time what time is it Hold on, let me see what time it is i want to do some other work okay Ooh, but you're gonna get a nice lengthy podcast um 
yeah, me going to the bank the other day is a perfect example of this. Like I was talking about before, I need to do some um, online kind of stuff with my bank, and I go in there, right? You know, no, first I asked uh, uh, my mother-in-law to help me out a little bit, but I, uh, I realized like very quickly, like, okay, this is some type of issue that you know, I asked her to call the bank for me. And I realized while she was waiting on that, I was like, wait, this is an issue that will not be able to be resolved over the phone. Like in the West, you'll be able to call your bank like, hey, I'm having this issue. You know, they'll verify some stuff and be like, OK, this is going on. And whatever you need done, you can probably do it over the phone after they verify your identity or they'll just send you some stuff like I just need to sign X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever. In the way in Japan, don't work like that, especially not with banks. Right. So. Um, I was just like, look, look, just hang up the phone. Trust me. I just got to go there. I just got to go to the bank and whoever is working at the bank, they'll solve my issue for me. Like, cause I know like that's their job. You know, their job is to present their service to me and me as the customer. I'm in a position where I can just sit back and be like, look, I want to do this. Fix it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not like grilling the person, but I, all I, got, I don't have to worry about anything i just gotta be like yo okay yo just do this for me you know <laughs> and that's kind of the position i go to the bank i mean it's just a bit of a you know, a bitch for time but i understand like that's their job to do it for me you know because the customer is god is one of the um okyaksama ga kamisama this is like the customer is god you know is one of the sayings here and that's something to kind of remember here i don't mean like you know go over and like pour like hot coffee all over the staff member or something like that <laughs> just because you can you know um but what i mean is it's their job to do whatever it takes to satisfy the customer now because the customer is in a higher position than the staff member, you know, in Japanese society. In the West, though, which is what I deal with students and, you know, which I'm trying to promote to Japanese people to understand that that's not the case in the West. And that generally, you know, you deal with a staff member on a mutual level of respect and but they're serving you. But you still kind of see you're on the same level. And if you disrespect the staff member too much, they won't be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, they're not just going to sit there and take it most of the time. So so that kind of gap in understanding is, is very important, you know, for me, I think, to express to Japanese people of how to be, you know, how to serve uh, foreign people a lot better. Again, catering to, catering to their needs where you don't have to be so distant and formal and like, oh, my gosh, you're so great. And I'll just do whatever you say type stuff, because a lot of times that really if you have especially when you have a problem, you know, it's not really conducive to customer satisfaction. So. Um, anyway, going back to the bank. So, yeah, I was just like went to the bank. I was like, hey, OK, I got some time. Like, you know, I, I finally plopped down after waiting for a little while. I was like, hey, um, I got to be out here at 1130. And, she, you know, that's the first thing I told her. And she was like, oh, and of course, in Japanese. And she was like, oh, OK, I understand. And uh, she was a new staff member. Right. So um, basically all I had to do was to sign up for some banking program, which or online banking program, which is a new program from my bank because they ended their whatever I'm not going to get into it it's just stupid but <laughs> Japanese banks is a whole nother conversation but basically um, yeah she was I could at first I thought she was being a little bit rude to me just because I'm a foreign person but because she was just kind of like real quiet and not really talking and looking kind of serious at me 
And she was kind of, you know, in her, like, maybe early to mid-20s, maybe mid-20s, I'd, I'd say. Not probably early 20s, maybe 23, 24. And um, I was, at first I was like, what the fuck? You know, a little bit, because she was just really being kind of standoffish and, like, I thought, like, looking down on me a little bit. And then, like, when I explained what I wanted to have happened, what I needed, and and then she, like, ran to the back and came back with a form, and she started looking at the form. I was like, oh, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> so, like, I realized that, like, oh, okay, like, she doesn't really, she's never done this before, so she's just really nervous, you know. And so a lot of times people who, you know, they'll just look stone-faced, but it's because they're kind of freaking out in their head and they just don't know what to do. So she was going through one of those, and so she kept running to the back and, like, probably asking her senpai or her senior coworker how to do things. You know, it's just a form, and... So, but basically, I felt zero amounts of pressure, you know, because I'm like, okay, you just got to tell me how to do this thing, you know, so every, basically every box on the thing, I'm just like, okay, so write my name here, right? I mean, I can read it, but I just want to make sure because I'm not going to do something off the top of my head that I think is correct. Like in, in the West, you might just grab a form and just write it out like, yeah, okay, I think it's like this, you know, and give hand it in and if there's any mistake like whatever they'll just like you know do something but here fuck no if it's a mistake especially if you're writing kanji it's a whole big thing like you gotta like scratch it out you gotta get your name stamp you gotta stamp it it's a whole bunch of shit so everything i do is like oh this i'm checking with her with everything like so put my name here do i write it like this way do i write it like this way do i write it like this and this is, is this okay and you know she everything she's gotta take a look at it check it I don't know let me go back and ask someone and, you know she was, she's running back and forth like about three or four times more than that like four or five times um but you know it was just literally like one form like i had to fill out and i gotta wait but that's kind of how things go in japan and you know going back to what i was saying before understanding how to like me in that situation i knew i'm kind of at the advantage so there's zero pressure on me and if there's anything I need, I'll just push the staff to do it for me. You know, and not being like, not in an asshole-ish way, but just in a way like, okay, this is your responsibility. Hey, can you do that? You know, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? I don't encourage you to just come to Japan with that expectation if you're like coming to Japan off the rip. But if you're living here and, you know, um, intimidated by some types of situations, just think objectively if you're at in an, an, an a higher position, you know, especially the customer position, you're always going to be at the highest position, but you're not at the highest position where you can make specialized demands because they can only do what they can do, if you know what I'm saying. Um, in the West, like you can make special requests if you're a customer and stuff like that, and they'll work with you, but here they can only do what they can do, but in the limits of what they can do, you can get them to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that makes sense. <laughs> but that's kind of how it works. <laughs> so so yeah, um so that's kind of how I that was actually a pretty good breakdown of it now that I think about it. But um so just keep that kind of power awareness in the back of your mind especially it comes a lot better with language skill if you're able to communicate with people in japanese or if the people can speak english you know and even again even if they uh even if you can't speak japanese but you're talking with a staff member who can speak english just remember that as well uh it's a really important thing to understand to make your life flow a lot smoother 
So, okay, that's about that. Wow, wow, wow. Between ice cream, we're 40 minutes in. Let me get to the article, okay? But I think it's it's some really good stuff here. So I'm kind of happy with the way the podcast is turning out tonight. Um, So, again, the article, I'm just going to blow through it very quickly. It's nothing really deep. Um, The Japanese trend of Kila Kila names. Uh, You can read it and check it out. Uh, I just skimmed through it. It seems like it's a pretty good article. I kind of don't, it's not that long. I don't really agree too much with the name choices that they chose. They just picked, um, a lot of the most random, like Pikachu, Naushka, Kitty, um, Caesar, Love, ha, sorry, Ellen, things like that are some examples of Kila Kila names. What is a Kila Kila name? Uh, let me see if I can get a definition from them just to, without trying to make it up. Um, a sparkly, yeah, Kila Kila is basically sparkly or shiny. It's a, a name that's different from the traditional Japanese name. Um, I would say generally, though, like the, all the Kila Kila names that I've heard are not so much like crazy ones like Pikachu. You know, I haven't really heard anyone like that. Uh, it's been names that are more like Western names, like Leo or, uh, fuck, that's the only one that comes to my mind, um, or uh, Kara or, you know, shit like that, right? Um, I've heard from several people that the, the explosion in Kila Kila names comes for the awareness of globalization so parents when they you know so I guess like kids now who are in elementary school started getting a feel that when uh, and, and, and younger let's say elementary school age and younger now um, like about like let's say 10 years ago you know the need for globalization started to kind of bubble up in Japan and so parents with kids kind of gave them those names so that they would be able to blend in more if they went abroad or lived abroad or something like that instead of giving them like a japanese a completely traditional japanese name is what i've heard from several parents um in my experience the fucking like nausicaa is kind of crazy for me but um if you don't know it's the ghibli movie uh i want to do a ghibli uh podcast in the future as well um Oh, don't worry that's coming down the pipeline but if you're not like up on ghibli but um yeah because this is a lot to unpack there but um but yeah it's 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 definitely a trend that's been continuing in japan and um as always with a lot of news that comes out of japan at this article i think cherry picked the most outlandish you know craziest ones like there's not like a, a million kids with the fucking name pikachu running around or lovely <laughs> running around fucking japan like that's not gonna happen but you will encounter mainly kids who have names if, if, if you hear it the first time you think about it like oh that kind of sounds similar to a western name is generally a killer killer name uh, is people who love it or hate it for me i think the word the name the title killer killer name has a little bit of a negative connotation to it is what i get the feeling of like parents who name their kids that i would say wouldn't really call them killer killer names so i don't recommend you tell a person like oh you have a killer killer name don't do that because it might be kind of looking down. it might seem like you're looking down on the person or looking down on their child 
Um, but just be aware that is a thing and there are people who love them and there are people who hate them. So just go ahead and check the article out, uh, in your, in your free time. If you want to, it's not, again, it's not that long at all. You can do some more research on them and other examples of it. And I think that'll just get, be some good information for you. So I'm going to wrap things up here. It's been an eventful fucking podcast. Uh, that fucking flavor is out of my life forever. Thank goodness. And I'm kind of back to normal. So (laughs) I'm going to do a little bit of uh, other work before going off to sleep. Uh, I got a busy weekend coming up. I want to try and double up because this is technically the podcast. Episode 65 is, is t- episode 65 is technically the podcast from last weekend. So ideally, knock on wood, I'd like to also record one this coming weekend. So you might get another double dose of podcast, but no promises. I'm just going to do what I can do. But all right, it's been a good one. Thank you guys as always, and I will see you next time. Peace.